Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Show, the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. It is your host, David McCaig, bringing you a very special edition of the Game Sports Show. You're listening to the game on various potential media streams, mainly through thegamesportshow.com, thegamesportshow.podby.com, or through our Facebook or Instagram feeds at the Game Sports Show, or either potential shares from sponsors and listeners. Either way, the game is happy that you are a part of this special interview we are about to have, where after the break, I'll be joined by by one of my analysts and former professional hockey player, Brendan Brooks, as we bring in Terry Ryan. Terry Ryan, a former first-round pick in the NHL to the Montreal Canadiens, known for his appearances on Spittin' Chicklets with Paul Bizonette, his acting, and also his singing as well. And having a guest like Terry Ryan take his time to come on the show is fantastic, and we are going to make it fun for you, the viewer and listeners. This recording that you are currently hearing is in an audio format. If you prefer to see a video format, don't hesitate to comment below or reach out via Facebook or Instagram, and we will do what we can to meet your expectations. Please be warned that this episode and interview does contain explicit content in terms of language, which may be offensive to some. This recording was completed November 28th, 2019, firstly aired on video with audio recording released November 30th, 2019. Now, without further ado, we will take a quick break. When we come back, Brandon Brooks will join me here on the panel as we bring in our guest, Terry Ryan. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Game Sports Show. It's your host, David McCaig, and I'm here joined by Brendan Brooks, one of my analysts and co-host here of the Game Sports Show. We got a very special guest, and if you don't know who he is, I'm going to be honest, you must be living under a rock is one reference I'll go to. Uh, you've been missing out on some top-tier entertainment, and I must give a lot of thanks to Brooksy here for getting me introduced to this very special guy coming on the show here, Terry Ryan. Terry, how you doing, pal? I'm doing great. Good to hear from you guys. Me and Brooksy go way back. Oh, yeah, we do. See, now, you're right now, you're in, are you in Ontario right now? Are you in Newfoundland right now? I'm in Newfoundland. I'm flying to Ontario in the morning. I'm doing a comedy show in Bracebridge Friday and in Alora Saturday. That is fantastic. Brooksy, you had the luxury, obviously. I just said this to Terry before we went on air here that I haven't laughed so much in the last two days by watching your videos with Biz Nasty when he took his tour, <laughs> his road uh, road warrior tour to Newfoundland there too. And with your dad too. Oh, and the stories that we also, that we got the pleasure of hearing with Millberry with the draft and also with your team. Oh, like, oh, that is just fantastic. <laughs> well, the thing is, Biz, Biz knows Teddy Purcell, who's a good buddy of mine. I'd never actually met him. Um, and I had those stories. I mean, my, I put out my book a few years ago. And, you know, the elephant in the room, I, I was a huge disappointment as a first-round pick. A lot of that was my fault. A lot of it, I, I won't get into the, you know, Tyrion did. I didn't like Michelle Tyrion, but I'm, I'm not going to go to the lengths of ripping him up on Twitter. I, 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 I said in my book what I thought, but the, there was a side of Mike that was okay, too. I just didn't see eye to eye, to him, eye with him. And anyway, uh, you know, yada, 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 I got hurt, and I never really did get to, um, I mean, I played in the NHL, but I never really got to, you know, experience it, or what I thought. I made it there, is all I can say. I played eight games. It, but yeah. that being said, you know, I always kept a journal. I loved playing in the minors. There was all these experiences happening. Like, Brooks, you can tell you, we played on the inline Team Canada in 2004. Um, you know, I've just, a lot of things, I won't get into them now, but I never, I never considered... Like, I was never disappointed with my path. I, I, I mean, I, I wish I'd played longer in the NHL, but there's a lot of dimensions to life, yeah. you know, that there really are, and, and it's an experience. And I, I enjoyed playing in the minors. The cities I played in the minors, Orlando to Colorado Springs, Boise, 
Um, you know, even Fredericton was a blast. There was a couple of universities there. We were playing on the Habs farm team. So anyway, that led to tales of a first round nothing. You know, I, I came home here to Newfoundland and I was injured at 23. There's, I mean, I know I could play roller hockey and ball hockey and stuff, but to make a turn in the NHL as a winger, you need to be full, full on healthy. I, I had a high ankle sprain, or else you're going to get thrown over the boards. And skating always was a bit of my problem. Like if there was, if there was a knock, it was skating. Well, that's why they so wouldn't let you play on my line, right? Stayed. Isn't that why? Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> well, Brooksy, you could fuck. Of course, you could fly. He lost right? it. A, he lost it a One, bit, though. I'll be honest. With oh, you. yeah, I'm getting old, man. I'm, I'm well, 41. Yeah. Your signature when you played with me was speed. Oh, yeah. Um, I had to go to Laura Stam and, 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 you know, all these skating schools in the summer. I went with, like, guys like Darren McCarty and Brad Brown. You know, we needed to work on our yeah. skating even though we were good the players. The naturals. See, and you, you know, and you were a first-rounder to the Montreal Canadiens or Montreal Canadiens, if you want to be French, in the eighth overall. And, you know, I liked your one of your Instagram stories when you said that uh, went ahead of Jerome McGinley, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he went 11th, if you can believe it. Yeah, that is fantastic. And, you know, obviously it didn't pan out that way, but you had a lot of great experiences, as you mentioned. Also, you played in St. John's. That is, I've heard nothing but great things about St. John's, too, around there. Like, just the experiences that you're able to go. And Brooks, yourself, you played yeah. in I played Europe and all that. I played everywhere. So it's a, you know what, the <laughs> NHL is obviously fantastic, but if you get the opportunity to travel around. That's the beauty of hockey. Yeah, and you get well, to you get to meet different, you know, players, Different, different people. Would I mean maybe different girls as well? Everything. You just have different stories. Get to come. Everything, across. guys. <laughs> like Brooksy can tell you this too. Um, I've always looked at. I mean, I, I wanted to play in the NHL longer. You want the fame and you want the money. Like that's just a natural human thing, I, I guess. I mean, I, I didn't sit there dying for the fame. But when you say I'm going to play in the NHL and I want to play in the Montreal Canadiens in front of all those people, you know, whether you admit it or not, there's something to that. So, I. I enjoyed that, but if you were to only play in the NHL, now again, I'm not saying it's a better thing, but if it, if you get to play a little bit and then you play all over the minors, you end up seeing the world from a different lens, right? And if you're in the NHL, for example, you'll see your city and 30 others, Yeah. right? But I, I've been to 44 states. I've been all over Europe. I've been, you know, so that the downside, if you're in the minors, you know, is, is financial for the most part, but you're still, you're like, I loved Boise, Idaho. Who knows if I ever would have seen it or Colorado Springs. I can go on and on and on. And, yep. you know, instead of LA, you're going to Long Beach, but it's still Long Beach. Right? Yep. You're, <laughs> you're still getting paid to play a great game. And, uh, you know, to me, it beats a nine to five any day. So you get, when you got drafted top 10, you know, I can just dream. Obviously, my career ended in junior, okay, with the Sioux Thunderbirds, Blinder Beavers. You can look that up there. You probably don't even know. Okay, so I'm telling you right now, you know, but having that feeling of being able to walk up, you know, in, on the podium and going eighth overall, what is going through your mind? And I, I, you can be as full discreet with this because I'll tell you, if I was drafted eighth overall, I'd be like, yeah, here comes the money. Okay. <laughs> here comes the life, well, the fame. <laughs> it, it was weird for me because I left Newfoundland. My dad played pro hockey and I didn't know much about the leagues. I knew there was an OHL, there was a WHL, there was a Q. But in Newfoundland, we had an inferiority complex at the time. Um, other than John Slaney, who came a few years before me, and that was kind of a fluke. You know, you had to kind of win in Newfoundland and go to the mainland for a tournament, and people would scout you. No one was coming here to scout anybody. <laughs> so I had a defeatist attitude. I really didn't ever I, – I, I wanted to play in the NHL, but it, it didn't seem like a possibility here in Newfoundland. It didn't. <laughs> so I went to BC when I was 14 
and um, I ended up playing junior. The Tri-City Americans had me go out there, and I still, they were like, you know, we'll draft you if you come, and I still didn't really believe it. But I ended up as a 14-year-old, a first-year band, and I led my team in, in penalty minutes and points. Hmm. So I went third overall in the Western League draft, and then I was like, okay, now there's something to this. But again, I still didn't think the NHL, I mean, I was hoping, but, you know, I had modest points as a 16-year-old. I had 33 points, I think, and 170 penalty minutes, maybe, something like that. Well, that's the thing and, you, with you. You could score, but you could fight when the time yeah, was and necessary. At that time, and you weren't a big right? guy. Like, for some of how big, how, those, how big some of those fighters were back then. Heck, you fought Wade Belak. I heard that story, oh, God. too. <laughs> yeah, and, guys, the thing is, um, I didn't mind it. Like, I don't know if... I skipped a grade in Newfoundland growing up, and, and a lot of people in my class, for whatever reason, a lot had failed a grade. So they, they were at least a year or two older than me, and, you know, as a good hockey player, so you get bullied a little bit. I, I never would use that word. I think it made me grow up. I'm not really and, – and the bullies, I came home, and we all, you know, they've most of them have since reached out. But I wouldn't take shit on the playground either. Like, I got in fist fights, right? So – and being, being an only child, maybe, and sticking up for people. I don't know what it was. You'd have to ask my therapist. But um, <laughs> really, because I, I don't know. But I, I know that I didn't mind the fights at all. I didn't mind. Like, I'd rather get punched in the face than get blown up going through the middle with my head down. Yep. So, so that part was natural to me. And the Western League at the time was, was just exploding. They, 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 my, my five years in the West, if you count the half a year, uh, Kamloops won the Memorial Cup three of those years. Not not the West. They won the whole Memorial Cup. They were stacked. Um, the year before that, Spokane won it. A couple years before that, Swift Current won it. Mm. So it, it was at, at that particular time, and then Eric Lindros was coming in with Leclerc and those in <clears throat> Renberg, and it was the Legion of Doom, right? And our era, Brooksy, and you overlapped into this. You're just a year younger than me, I think. Um, <laughs> Are you, you much? Know, <laughs> yeah, we're pretty close. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, a year or two. I just remember from the role, I didn't look up your stats, but I just, me and the guys you played with, um, I was born in 77. But, yeah, um, yeah, I'm 78, so that's right I on. Thought so. yeah, your yeah. math is good today. Yeah, it's on fire. <laughs> I thought so. I was, honestly, what were we when we played on that team? I guess it was oh 15 God. years ago. So yeah, that's a long time. Um, but Arrow, the thing is, Brooksy, Hockey was tough in the 70s. And then in the 80s, people say, well, you know, then you had Probert and Chris Nyland. Then well, you did, but they were 30 goal scorers. They were 20 goal scorers. They were good. In our era, was the era of signing a guy so he could drop his gloves and beat the shit out of you and get one goal and <laughs> right. one assist on the whole and, season. And then it was one of those things if there was a big guy that had a little bit of potential, no matter what, they'll try to teach him the game and make him a player. You like a I mean? yeah. The bigger, the better it was for a long time. It was, which didn't make it easy to go into these, a lot of these burns with small services. You know, you really had to get psyched up before the game. And, and for me, that was almost a positive energy, and a lot of people didn't like it. So I saw it as an advantage. So it became, you know, it, and, and, you know, Junior was different. In Junior, I, I think I had 25 fights, but frig, everybody. Lankow mm -hmm led the league in scoring. I think he had 12 or 13. I was on his line. Um, <laughs> Not a bad line, mate. So it was just nope. a thing in the Western League. You know, you, you drop the mitts. 
And there was a lot of guys that like middleweights that just went, I considered myself a middleweight, but guys like Aaron Asham who came out and became, Ash was a middleweight in the show, but like the way he fought was sensational. You watch him and he's going back and forth. That was just normal in the Western league. Ash just happened to be a better talented player than all the other ones, but that he was a normal fighter. Yeah. So normal is the wrong word to use, but there was lots of fighters. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the way it was. We had to survive. Like did. yeah. They didn't have, like now in today's game, it's it's completely different. That's just putting it lightly. And that's from a, look at everything that's going on today, okay, from the coaches' allegations now, or I guess they're not really allegations if they're coming out to be true. But nonetheless, it's not like that anymore, all right? But you, yeah. have, the, you have that two-way type style. Again, the Brad Marchands are the type of players that you see now that are the pesky ones you know they the fighters yeah. you got you got ryan reeves there obviously in the in the show and he's able to put the puck in the net to some extent as well but the game has changed so much even since the 80s oh, 90s nah, thousands, every, even the yeah. 10s even the 10s it's changed guys well, every team used to have four and five guys with over 200 300 penalty minutes now there's now lots of teams don't have one with over 100 right no it's, and again i i'm talking about the era it came out i understand the change I'm not saying I don't get it. Like a lot of what we did was crazy, but I also think maybe we're going too far one way because again, I had post-concussion syndrome four times. You can look at the one on, on it, I can't remember the tag. I think it's Terry Ryan gets hit and Damon Lankow responds. I think that's why you don't and, remember. <laughs> yeah, we, well, exactly. Um, good point, Brooksy on, on YouTube, but like, so, my concussions were from getting hit and I wanted to prevent that. So a lot of times my fights were to pre prevent that and get respect before they happened. And, and, and who knows if <laughs> people say that sounds barbaric. Okay. Well either make the ice bigger or, or leave the red line in. So it's not so fast. There, there, there's gotta be a way, but the concussions are going up. No one's talking about that. No. And the fights are becoming non-existent. So I'm not, here to preach you know everybody should fight everybody but but i do think there's a happy medium and well you need somebody to protect you need that yeah. policing you know which is gone now yeah yeah like it, william it basically Naylander wouldn't yeah. have survived in today's like in the in the days of the yeah. 90s i don't think or the no. even well the, i think the early thousands might be pushing a little bit but i think someone like william Nealand that's all flash <laughs> that doesn't drop the mitts by any means and he worries about his hair a lot you know no offense to william Nealander, <laughs> uh, but yeah. nonetheless you know they're uh, you got a guy in the like. If you got Marty McSorley coming against, you know, Willie Nylander. Dude, but, oh, that's a. That if would, I was, if I was caught looking in the mirror at my hair in warm up, even though I wore no bucket in warm up in pro, <laughs> like I'd probably get shit from everybody, if not a, a slap across the face. But now, like guys go in the room with selfie sticks. It's completely, <laughs> you know, promote myself and 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 a that's yeah. become me, me, me. Right? It, it's a lot of me, me, the me. The team is gone. Back in, in our day. Up until not that long ago, outside of the fights, you know, if I went on Twitter and was bullshitting with a guy on the other team before the game, holy Jesus Christ! No, oh, yeah. I'd be, I'd be fined. I'd, I'd probably be benched. Max five right? from the boys, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. The, uh... I also think, guys, um, that now the reason that it's becoming so soft, and again soft is the wrong word because they got everybody got a weapon in their hand and you can still hit and guys are getting injured there's a lot of injuries yeah. right. i think either anyway i'll get to that in a second but with with the advent with, with, when it when social media came into the picture all kinds of people that aren't really hockey fans had a voice 
So if you were to look even at the Don Cherry fallout, whatever side you're on, back when it was just TV and there was no social media, why would it, why would Mary Smith, who's never watched a hockey game, lives down on Park Avenue and goes to the Legion for a game of bingo every week, why would she give a shit what Ty Domi did? <laughs> but now she opens up, sees what the hashtag is, and she'll chime in, having never met Don Cherry, having never met Ty Domi, and and having not been immersed with the hockey culture. Yep. So I'm not here to say that we should be, you know, every game should have 20 fights or anything. But before we are, get to these drastic rule changes, like, you know, you hear the Nets were going to be bigger a little while ago. I mean, ridiculous. But, like, you know, you got to remember that 50% at least, and I think I'm being mild, of the voices aren't really even hockey fans. So... Oh. What you're doing, you're playing to an audience that isn't really there. So it, you go to these games and these places, and people people are like, this isn't the game I grew up watching. No, of course not, because a 13-year-old girl just chimed in on Ryan Reeves fighting Milan Lucic. That's why. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's crazy. No, you have right now, like, and you bring it up in today's, and I'll, I know Brooksy and you've got a lot of, and also be chiming in on the stories, too, that you guys will be sharing back and forth. But the one thing that I want to get your perspective on was in today's obviously news in the NHL, the coaches that are getting just thrown right into the open right now. Bill Peters, Mike Babcock, obviously two different kind of situations, obviously. One is just absolutely disliked by players just because of how he is, and the other one had, a let's say, racial issues, right, with towards Akeem Alou. So, you know, the way that the game is now, it seems like players are really standing up to this a lot and coming open to it. And it's from stuff in the past. I want to get your thoughts about the whole entire stories with these coaches. And are you sure. like, do you do you not to say do you like what's going on? <laughs> because obviously what they did was inappropriate, and you kind of want that addressed. But I bet you there was a lot worse that probably went on besides the racial issues, which always be addressed. But Mike Babcock, for instance, putting Mitch Marner out in the open about his laziness, I'm sure there was a lot worse. Uh, back in the day that hasn't came forward. Yeah. And do you like that stuff is coming forward? I'll, or I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a couple things. Like, people on my team, even back then, like, if they'd heard him say that word, the N-bomb, I'm sure Saku Koivu or Vincent Dumfus or Shane Corson would have stepped up and said something. So it, whatever happened, that's crosses the line in any era, I think. Barring, barring if you were in the 1940s, I guess. But, you, you know... I'm not speaking for that. I'm speaking for relatively modern times. So, a there's that. I don't. I don't think that's Babcock. But mm. you know, I don't think it's all necessarily a bad thing. What happens, you see, with social media is what I was getting to. So Babcock will get lumped into that, and Don Cherry somehow is getting lumped into that, and everybody becomes the same. It's like, and I hate to bring up things that people don't want to talk about, but it's like a couple of years ago with the Me Too movement. You know, rape is different than a hand on a shoulder. I, it, it really is. Yeah. And, and I get that a lot of women are offended by both, and I get that some people would be offended by a hand on the shoulder. But don't lump the stories together because they're not the same. No, they're right? not. So a lot of these – I had Michelle Therrien. I hated Michelle Therrien. Michelle Therrien called me in for a meeting once, and I sat down, and he was in his desk. And he just sat there, and he opened a can of Coke, and he lit up a cigarette. Now, I didn't say anything, and he didn't say anything. Now, about two minutes into the meeting, I'm going, you know what? He, he's waiting for me to talk, so I didn't say shit. So he finished his cigarette, and at least two or three puffs, he blew right at me. And I was staring right into his eyes, and he was staring right into my eyes. He finished the cigarette, put it out, and said, get the fuck out of my office. 
And that was my first meeting with Michelle Therrien as a 20-year-old. So, but I'm not, I mean, I said my piece in my book. And in the next chapter after I talk about that, I'm like, you know, there were good times. I remember if I got in a fight or I had a hat trick or something, I remember Mike calling me to his room once and we split a pizza and watched the game while I iced my knee. Like, it was clearly tactic with Mike, or I say Mike being Michelle. He believed that worked. Had he, had he said the N-bomb, or had he, a couple times, he, he called me a newfie, for example, but I don't think he realized the way he was saying it. I don't, I don't really take offense when my buddies call me that. But if he says, like, you're a newfie punk. But again, it was my coach. I addressed it with him. He understood as much as a prick move as it was. Mm-hmm. And we got over it. Right. So. Well, that's the difference, uh, eh, Terry, nowadays? Yeah. They don't get over it anymore. We move on, and then we want to stick it up the coach's ass. That's the way it yeah, was back in the that's day. That's the way I looked at it. And people say, well, um, you know, he buried you. Well, well, kind of. But I ended up, no one talks about this. I hurt my ankle in Dallas Stars camp. You know, as soon as I got out of Montreal and my rights in it, you know, that was a bit of a shit show. But, you know, Rajon Hull was the GM. I just went through him yesterday. I'm going to see the Leaps and Habs February 8th in Montreal, and he's hooking me up with tickets. We get four free tickets a year with alumni, and whenever we want, we can get in the building. And Reggie's the guy I deal with. Like, that shit's so far under the bridge for me, even though I would argue you give a, you give a first-rounder 100 games to fail, yeah. right? That was my problem. You give a first-rounder 100 fucking games to fail. Yeah. So I, I was bothered by that. But years later, Reggie called, and he said, I want to put this under the bridge, and, you know, you you're not a bad kid. And I said the same, you're not a bad guy. I can look by it. And so many things in my life wouldn't have happened if my, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm acting now and I'm, I'm in frontier for, yeah. amongst other things. Oh, we're bringing Momoa's that up. One of my buddies. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Like yeah. There, there's all kinds of, uh, if I'm talking too much, let me know. I got to know you're go, great. But, no, and it's on okay. Netflix too. Frontier as far as, yeah. Yeah. Well, the first scene in frontier is me, me getting my throat slit and I'm begging for my life. And that yeah. was Momoa. He read my book. He liked it. And, you know, I was working on set, like, as a set dresser. I wasn't an actor. And that was five years ago now. And I, I must have 30, 40 credits to my name because, you know, he got me in the acting union. I played on Team Canada ball hockey for years. I won world championships. We got the chance to play on Team Inline Canada. Yeah. You know, I've got a daughter that's nine. I've got a stepson. B.J. Young passed away, my good buddy, and I raised his son, Tyson. Um, th- these things wouldn't have happened. Like the NHL wasn't the be all and the end all. When I was 23, it was such a bothersome thing. I came home, I was tripping over my bottom lip. I was depressed. I thought, you know, this whole province expected me to do more. And then life just played out, man. Yeah. And I look back and I say, fuck, I played in the NHL. Yeah. Well, people are drawn to you, Terry. They always been like, you know, especially at the roller hockey, you know, you didn't have a huge role that season, but you know what? You were one of the biggest parts of the team, right? Yeah, it was, and that's that's hockey right there, Brooksy. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's yeah. it's just the way it is. Like not a big deal. Buddies with Jason Momoa. That's good. I yeah. like that. Hey, they, guys, honestly, that came out of nowhere. I could have a whole. Sh- we could talk a whole show just about that. But he took me over to the UK. Uh, I was in a couple of movies of his. Um, he introduced me to his stunt team. He got me some stunts, and of course, once you got some credits with him, uh, you know, I was in Letterkenny. Um, well, I'm coming up in season eight. Um, <laughs> Just filmed that a month ago. Republic of Doyle, uh, Shit's Creek, uh, did Brave and did a bunch of stuff. What I'm kind of name? Well, I was on. Yeah, but I was on the IMD, uh, IMDb today looking. And uh, is it that's your picture right there on the main thing? A fire in the cold season and your yeah, coyote. Okay, so that, that's coming up soon. Yeah, and uh, that's actually my favorite one, Brooksy. So 
I'll be watching that. I'm a big movie guy, and I and I look forward to seeing all these. And uh, I actually just started watching Frontier because my buddy's in it, so I got to start gotta watching watch it. That. Beauty. Well, I'll tell you this, Brooksy, as you're watching, I'm in the very first scene now in season two. I think it's episode five. I come back now. Of course, I get burned in the first scene, so I didn't think I'd ever come back. But Momoa really wanted to get in a hockey fight, so I think it's season. Two episode five, he pulls like he gets in a fight with a bread coat. That's me, and he pulls my coat over my head, and he starts giving it to me like a hockey fight. It's kind of an inside joke, and then yeah. he bashes my teeth out yeah. with a uh, with one of the, the muskets. Yeah. And you're familiar and in with season that. three. Yeah, <laughs> I come back, and I believe it's episode two or three, and I'm the running man. And he kind of catches me, and I, I put on different makeup and stuff, look different. And then I'm, but you can tell it's me, and I. Uh, Anyway, I'm 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 kind of running away. I, I I kind of go on a wild goose chase with Momoa, and and you know we were, we were all over Europe and in uh, Western Newfoundland doing that. It was it was just a blast. Oh, that's awesome. And you know, would I sacrifice it for a couple of more NHL games? I don't know. We can't go back in time. All I know is that I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah, I'd be terrified. Saw Jason Momoa right after yeah. me. Not no anything else. Yeah. Almost he anything hit else. me. Real story, guys. In that scene, he punched me like he's like he was fucking around but i didn't know but his stunt guys are there and he's like terry but i need to i need to really hit you so it's going to look authentic and i was like okay so <laughs> of course you said he that pulled the coat over my head but he was really hitting me through the hole like he nearly through the coat he nearly broke my yeah. nose yeah. and afterwards he's like no i just wanted to give you a few shots in the head <laughs> yeah. so that's good fun. i like that so, you yeah. know obviously with acting and all the you I, we have to obviously bring this up and with mill street you know there's that you can listen to and see his ad on Instagram. I've watched that. I'm not going to lie, probably five times and laughed and loved it each time. I know other fans and viewers love it. So obviously yeah. there's some background with that Mill Street story that I'll let you get into, Tara. But, you know, just about that, you know, you have that come out, which I think is probably the ad of the decade which I think every beer company should be fucking yeah. using with their codes. Get fucking shit-faced and chug a beer. There, there's nothing better. You know, we do a show here. We have four shows a week, and we do one outside Northern Superior Brewing Company, and I know that they probably would love that advertisement. I don't know if I'm putting words in their mouth. <laughs> the thing is, you know what's funny, guys? I was going in, like, they needed help. There was, It's a ghost town here in Mill Street. Like, it's going to close down. There's nobody there. So I went down in June. I got the job. And I did everything I said I was going to do. I said, like, I, I don't, you know, I mean, June of this year. So I don't mean, you know, all my goals were hit right away. I just mean I acted like I went in and every day I was putting stuff on my Instagram story, little shit like that. Right. Um, I, I do ads in all different languages, like, um, you know, like 20 or 30 different languages at least. And, and, you know, just, just get, just to get people in the building and everything. So, um, and, and it was working. And the week before, or two weeks before, I had Ron McLean in, I had Bob Cole in. Like, people locally were loving it. So I didn't think, now this is all on my personal account. Mm. This wasn't representing Mill Street on their account, and I put a disclaimer on Facebook right there um, that, you know, this rep doesn't represent Mill Street, it's me fucking around. Um, you know, and I'm just having, and, and it was an overwhelmingly positive response. There was tens of thousands of people on Twitter alone. My Facebook post at, at a 10,000 plus, then there was Instagram. Like, so I thought I was getting called in to be commended or promoted. <laughs> yeah. I swear to fuck. I thought I was being promoted. Yeah. So they, they call me 
and they to go into Labatt's because Labatt's owns Mill Street, but and it's awkward here because Labatt guys are my real good buddies, like they always have been. So I was kind of representing them, and I just yeah. wanted to do a good job. And I put out that ad, man, and I thought for sure. So the next day they said, my boss called me from Ontario, the boss in Ontario, not here. And he said, uh, yeah, go in Labatt in a uh, conference room and we'll talk uh, over uh, Skype or whatever. So I got in there and there was a screen and I just sat down and he said, you're terminated and didn't even, it was just, sorry, but you're terminated. Uh. So I, I didn't know what to do because that's my main job and I love living here and my daughter's nine. I'm from here and, and you know, I get, I get some gravy like, you know, with the podcast generates a little bit of money, public speaking, I'm doing stand up comedy there this week and with acting, but those things are unpredictable and you don't know when they're going to happen. So it was my base salary. So I was really, and I was doing a good job. Sales were, were improving and it was very obvious that they were improving. Yeah. Um, without getting into it any further, I just thought, I, I thought I was fucked over. I really, really did. Now, Am I sitting here dwelling on it? No, I, I thank them for the opportunity. And it's true, I, I, I do thank them for the opportunity. But whoever fired me, I don't think they really had their, I, I don't think, the culture is the wrong word. I, I don't think they had their finger on the pulse. I don't think they were realizing what was happening. People here were loving it. The Growlers games would end and people would come in. Growlers, I say the Newfoundland Growlers, we had a yeah. team in St. John's here, East Coast League team, we won it last year, no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> um, but anyway, I just thought it was bullshit. But that's, again, in this day and age, right? Like, people on Twitter, and I I mean hundreds, if not over a thousand responses, I didn't see one bad response. Well, before... In other words, their sales definitely improved. I don't care if it was by a minuscule amount. No one didn't like that. And just that week alone, and I was three days before I was fired, and just that week alone, people came down um, to see me and shake my hand and get a picture, and they left with beer. So anyway, I don't want to be so prickish and say, fuck Mill Street. I don't want to say that, but I think they really, really, yeah. really should have thought about their decision because, and again, I'm rambling, but the last thing I'll say, I've been contacted by companies of the same nature. And I'm here this week trying to pick a job, and whether it's a bar that I might get involved in or it's a beer company, which would be an arch rival, I'm going yeah. to do my best yes. to prove myself. I'm not going to say anything bad about them and try to get people not to go to Mill Street. No. That's your own decision because right. it is a good beer. Well, they'd be lucky to have you wherever you head out, man. Locally, oh, and they, I'm going to I'm going to join a competitor. They're friggin' foolish for yeah. for letting you go. That is absolute stupidity. Yeah. Because yeah, so why you said a couple swears and you know you chugged a beer on a thing that that is that is modern we like that we like seeing that and again my own account yeah yeah I, I couldn't believe it because i watched it before you told me the story and i think i made a comment on your on your page about it and i was laughing yeah. and i thought it was really well done and then all of a sudden you tell me this story and i'm like what how the fuck does that happen after all this dude i know should and be that, the like opposite i, said, I, I really believe social it. media accounts I didn't put it on their social media account. I only put it on mine. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right? That's, yeah. That's, anyway. Oh, Brooks, man. Brooks, I know you got stories, Stephen. Oh, yeah, there's lots. And I know uh, I know Terry's got to go here soon. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, I just well, want to. First of all. Oh, sorry, Brooks. Yeah, no, go ahead. No, no go ahead, my friend. Kind of you can do whatever you want, my friend. <laughs> We're just no, glad to have I'm you. I'm just hearing a little bit of an echo. So sometimes I can't tell if that's me or you. Um, but. I can come back, guys. You know, like we can unpackage a lot of this stuff. I never mind going. I mean, I got a book out there. It's five years old now, but you know, people people listen and but like, there's always. I hate to say something in it for me, but I like chatting anyway. Brooksy's a real good friend, 
And Sault Ste. Marie is a hockey hotbed, uh, a hockey, not the hockey, but a hockey hotbed of Canada. I have no problem. I love shooting the shit. If, if you ever want me back, for sure. No, yeah. absolutely. We I really know, appreciate I'll be, it. Definitely, if it's okay with you, I'll definitely get your contact yeah. information from Brooksy here. And we'll get in touch and have you on again. Because I want to hear yeah. more and more stories. But uh, do, Well, you, i got a few minutes left. i got about five five to ten left if you want to. Uh, I'll, I'll let you. All right, perfect. I'm letting Brooksy Well, no, I just wanted, you know, I want to talk about a few things here. Like, uh, like I've been listening to your podcast. You know, that's one of your things yeah. that you got going on. And uh, I think you've done a hell of a job with that. You know, and that's one Thanks. of the things yeah. that we've, uh, you know, I'm proud of you as a friend. You oh. know what I mean? Like you take it. sentimental here. No, no but he's taken, <laughs> not today. <laughs> but you know what? He's taken, it, taken his opportunities and ran with it. And I think it's, that's the way you got to do. You've been knocked down. Fuck it. You're going to get up. Yep. And there uh, you go. Brooksy. I love it. I love it. Absolutely like the, like love the Chumbawamba song. Yeah. We used to play in warm-ups back when we were kids. Exactly. So you guys gotta tell me about ball hockey though. I gotta I gotta well, ball hear, hockey. I gotta we're hear roller ball, hockey. Roller hockey. Come Sorry, on. Roller hockey. I gotta get my I don't play on that ball hockey stuff. We played on Team Canada in line in two thousand and four. Yes. Now yes. I I after that went and got heavy into ball hockey. Um, for mm. other reasons. Around Newfoundland they, 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 they ball hockey's huge. Huge, huge, huge. And that particular year in 2004, I played a bit out in Calgary and I played over here and Mark Wolf was on the team and Mark yep, was one Wolfie. of my best buddies. Yep. What a good Someone man. dropped out at the last minute and he said, you know, I trust you can play. Um, you know, I hear that you've played with Darren Colburn was one of his buddies. Darren threw my name in there, was one of the best players in the world at the time when they had a pro league. So I had a, a, a unique opportunity to play on that team. And I'll tell you this. Do you remember how we lost that, Brooksy? Yes. We'll First it. of all, let's set the let's set the tone. It's in London, Canada Day. <laughs> it was July fourth that we lost. Yes, it, it was. was on Canada Day, and Wayne Gretzky's father, Walter, was there to drop the puck. Mm. So it seemed like everything was on our side. Now, Brooksy, I don't have this on tape. I don't know if you do. I remember we were up, and they tied it late, and then it went into OT. Am I wrong in saying they shot the puck down the ice? And I don't know if this was the tire or the winner, but the goalie came out and to play it and it went under his stick? Yeah, it was it was a fluke goal of some kind and like we couldn't believe what happened. Yeah, I remember going like, did that just happen? Did that just happen? It, it bounced off somebody first or somebody had rolled yeah. into our net. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was pretty disappointing. Oh, God, it would have been a world championship on Canada Day in London, Ontario. And we were staying at the at the Western dorms. Yeah. What a, now, now, it was a shit show afterwards, too, because they had the girls' team, and some of them played on Team Canada, like the, the Team Canada ice hockey. Oh, yes, they I remember. them on our floor. Yes. Uh -oh. That was not a, there. That's the reason no team is ever, boys or girls, allowed to stay on the same floor. And we are the, the reason. reason. Our team is the reason. That was a total, total, whatever, wherever you define as gun show, that was it. It was... Oh, anywhere you looked. And you remember, I don't know if you remember this, because we were having so much fun, there was word got out that the USA women's team started to come down. Uh-oh. I'm sure you remember this. Yeah. To party. I, <laughs> I do. I, I remember all of it, Brooksy. I remember oh, some a couple of, the... of nights at least that it was just 
co-ed naked hockey in the rooms. It was just chaos. <laughs> mini sticks? Was it mini sticks going on two at the same oh, time? Oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah. There oh. was, I was just, I remember just going with the flow. Now, again, this probably wouldn't be allowed now. And I wasn't doing it for any reason other than I could. And the girls didn't care. The guys didn't care. So I remember just walking around just buck. Just naked, <laughs> down the halls, down the halls, room to room. just hanging but right out. But they were doing it too. Yeah, the girls. Every, yes. Oh yeah, everyone. <laughs> that's a story. Like oh, yeah. those, those stories do not happen anymore. Oh no, and that, it's a shame. That's unheard of. Yeah, but you know what? Everyone was just having fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. No, you know what? No one was saying, "How dare you do this?" <laughs> everyone. Well, was, everyone except everyone except the GM of our team. He was pissed, remember? Yes, he was. Yeah. <laughs> Did he pull off the I, I remember Brooks? going in and, and rigging up someone's room, too. I put shaving cream all over the rooms in it. And it was ended up being his room. I can't remember his name. but <laughs> It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't Jerry, matter. Nobody his remembers. What was his name? Oh, man, I don't know. Jerry was married to Manon Rayom. Jerry. Jerry St. Cyr. Jerry St. Cyr told me to do that. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. like in this room and fuck it all up with me yeah. and then he opened the door he goes i'll be right in so i like put shaving cream everywhere i remember i fucked up the bed i turned it on its side i took the tv out of there <laughs> and it was um it was the gm or coach whatever guy was pissed off doug was that his name i can't remember yeah, but it was his room yeah. it was yeah <laughs> oh was he, he wasn't a part of the party i'm guessing no no he didn't make he it probably wanted to be he was oh, mad he wasn't invited no, absolutely not no i can <laughs> but just that's imagine and picture yeah. naked <laughs> naked co-ed mini sticks in the hallway you would have thought we won the game though Oh, God, yeah. Well, <laughs> I remember shortly after, like right around the time I was on stage singing, man, oh, wherever yeah. the fuck we were then, I remember going like, look, we did just get a silver medal in a world championship. Like, it's the middle of the summer here. Like, we, you know, it, yeah. it was a, it, it was fun. It, and that is a good town. The sting but, you know, come on. What a good town London is. Oh, oh yeah. my I God. loved it. I think. Absolutely fucking loved it, Brooksy. I'd go back in a second. I would. You know what? Some of the best times in my life were during my roller hockey years, to be honest with you. Like. Hey, man, you were a great player. You know, I often wonder, like, in 50 years or 100 years, like, because that sport should grow. I've I've always said, like, ball hockey grew, but still not to the point that I want it to be. I think ball hockey and and roller hockey from the point of view that you don't need ice. So I just figured. It Both would of make these it. sports. Yep. Well, I don't know if you remember. It, this would have been the World Games, I think, that we were up for to be an Olympic sport. It was roller yeah. hockey, inline hockey, versus synchronized trampoline. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, <laughs> okay, but this was up. This, I, was, I, this, this would have been in a few, maybe a few years after at the World Games, and they were in Germany. And the Olympic board was there watching us in the finals, Canada versus USA. And uh, we, were, we were losing, and we ended up losing the game, but we ended up having a bench brawl <laughs> against oh my God. the USA team. Or old time and <laughs> we were all hockey guys, okay? Yeah. Team Canada was all hockey guys, where USA were inline guys all year round. Yep. Hey, that's all they did was play. Yeah in line but we had all the hockey guys who've been yeah. fighters who've been part of the part of hockey yep. and yep. sure enough did we not have a brawl right in front of the olympic board oh it <laughs> just changed everything so i think we might be the reason it's not in <laughs> but they oh. ended up taking synchronized trampoline and uh yeah that's brutal 
No, that's, that's a, a, that's a story decision. though. It's actually big here in Sault Ste. Marie. And speaking of the Sute, if you ever pass through here, there's a lot of good karaoke spots in town. Okay, and before we let you go, he I doesn't do sure. karaoke. No, he sings. No, he actually, no, 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 he gets. He is the song. He can sing his own karaoke song. If there's a <laughs> band out there <laughs> that's playing, he's gonna. We're gonna the get him out there to sing in with a band. Newfoundland, there's all kind. There's a live band that every. Se- it, I, I was gonna say every second bar, but it's more than that. So, I've often just got up with the band. So, it, there's a few songs too. Like, if you sing the apartment song or Bad Leroy Brown. <laughs> Like Johnny Be Good, Johnny you don't really good. have to go too far. You don't have to have too much range. Right. So there's there's an out too. There's a whole set that I can do. I can go on and on. Uh, Rock and Robin, Rave On. You don't have to go too high or too low in these songs. So if you know the words and the band knows them, now of, of course people go, well, you know, why don't you sing you too? Well, fuck, because the band doesn't know what it is. <laughs> but you know, the band can't fucking play it. But <laughs> Most bands can play Johnny Be Good or the Apartment Song or one of those. And, you know, in Newfoundland, or, if there's one thing in Newfoundland, you know, I, I believe that, we, you know, we're, we're very artistic. We have a lot of, you know, stories and songs and traditions like Great Big Sea. A lot of those even, it's not just the sound, it's stories that they're telling. It's, and, you know, I, I truly believe that it's from years, you know, we're, the oldest place in, in the oldest city in North America is St. John's. The oldest settled towns in North America are here in, in, in Newfoundland. The 1605, it starts in John Guy and Cupid's. And we, before heat or light or any of that shit, were on the sides of cliffs. And we had the fishing was a living and they were desperate. They came over because they had nothing else. They had to feed their families. And what do you have? You have communities, small communities. How the fuck are you going to entertain yourselves? So for h- hundreds of years, we've been kind of there to entertain ourselves and, and we got all these traditions that are you know newfoundland and, and i believe a lot of that is you know just being so disconnected now in today's world we're connected right i mean it's yeah. i'm flying to ontario tomorrow i get up i'll uh, have breakfast i'll fall asleep on the plane and i'm there before noon yeah but you couldn't always do that no. and i believe that's where our heritage really that's where the intensity of our heritage really kicks home as far as the stories and the traditions and the songs and everything. And I'm nearly one of my family that all do the same thing. Right. I love that. Yes. See, and you know what, like you said a bit earlier, well, I know you're a little bit more crunched for time, but we're definitely going to have you on again as long as you are willing and able to come on, Tara. That, uh, this, there's a lot more stories I think we can get to even for next time. Yes. Well, that's it. I got to take off now, but yeah, yeah I'd love to come on again. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, well, Terry, I'll say thank you and Brooks. Yeah, you know, yeah. Thanks, my friend. Uh, you know, it means a lot you coming on here. And also, I wish you the best of luck with the stand up this week. Yep. Bracebridge and Elora. I don't even know where the hell Elora is, but <laughs> you know what? Sounds pretty good. Make sure you go. Yeah, and good I think luck. It's west of Toronto. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, guys, and listen, I appreciate it. Brooksy, by the way, congrats on a phenomenal career. Oh, thanks, my go. friend. I really mean it. Just think just think of the years that you played and that you put in and the places that you've seen, and you'd be proud of that, man. Yeah, I will, man. Awesome. I really appreciate that, my friend. Yep. And no ter- problem. And- I'll talk to you guys another time. Thanks for having me on. Course, Absolutely, Terry. Thanks ter- for coming on. See you, buddy. Cheers. Dave McKay here with the Game Sports Show. This has been a special edition of the Game Sports Show. Upload myself and Brendan Brooks with... A new friend of mine and good friend of Brooks, he's Terry Ryan, former first-round pick in the National Hockey League. We'll definitely have Terry on again. Uh, we'll definitely get into some more conversations, Brooks. Absolutely. I look forward talk. to it, and it was great having him. Definitely. Thank you for uh, connecting with that. I can't uh, take the credit that it was me that messaged Terry because me and him are pals, but no, it was, it was you. <laughs> yeah. And we plan to have even more guests 
not on. So I think uh, there's more stuff that we can definitely touch on. But I know what I'm going to be watching when I go home. Oh, yeah. Frontier. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Scenes there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Twin Sioux's only local regional national sports show. I want to thank you to ESPN, ESPN 1400, Sovereign Communications, as well as on TV studios for powering the game sports show and all of our other sponsors. And of course, mainly through the gamesportshow.com. And we have a lot more special shows coming up here on the game. So don't hesitate to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And this will be the last time my mustache, Brooksy, will be yeah. on TV. I'll be yeah. shaving it by That's, Sunday. I bet your girl will be happy. <laughs> Actually, I think she likes it. I think I'm getting more reaction. Yeah. You definitely look older. I do. I don't yeah. look like I'm 28. And it makes you look thinner. I know I've gained a lot of weight. No, but it makes you look thinner. <laughs> it does. I yeah, like that. you might have to keep it. I might. I might like <laughs> shave it off and regrow it, and then just perfect. <laughs> so I'm here to remind you on behalf of Brooksy and everyone here uh, involved with the Game Sports Show to stay classy, Sault Ste. Marie, <laughs> and booyah. <laughs>